the Summer Skate Studios Behind the Mask Hockey Shops present College Hockey West Weekly. Behind the Masks College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Desert Toyota of Tucson. No gimmicks, no games, just a great car and a great experience. Find us at DesertToyota.com or at 7150 East 22nd Street in Tucson. Top Golf, let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Liberty University, play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. By Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. My summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. And by College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. College Hockey West Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask, is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. Welcome in, hockey fans, to another Tuesday night, which means it is College Hockey West Weekly night. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a glorious, beautiful, sunshiny day in Laughlin, Nevada, about 18 stories up in the beautiful Tropicana Hotel, just overlooking the beautiful Colorado River. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, joining me from that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York, where I'm guessing it was still a balmy 74 and sunny the other day. Paul, how are you? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you. I heard you say something about 74 and sunny. And well, that that was here, so I assume that's that was on Long Island too. Uh, no. <laughs> okay, just checking, just checking. Um, one we call this the dead week between uh, the regionals and the Frozen Four. Really? So um, yeah, that's how I call it anyway. Well, you can call it that, I guess. <laughs> but... But it's anything but a dead week because people are signing contracts to play professional hockey. They're uh, they're putting their name in the portal to see if they can go play somewhere else. Um, coaches are being nominated for the Penrose um, uh, Award as the Coach of the Year and some great names. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, other coaches that uh, we were hoping to have on the show are out on the recruiting trail. Um, I mean, it's it's that time of year, right? And it's even better when you take it off the mute. Why would I want to do that? Isn't that where everybody would prefer me to hear anyway? <laughs> Most of our audience is applauding right now, if you can hear them. 
Yeah, I, I wish every week was his. And I'm using the air quotes here, so you know, his dead is this week. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so let's let's start off with this. Guys that are signing contracts. Uh, you and I talked about this off the air today. Um, is is Denver losing more players than normal, or uh, is it just it feels that way? But uh, I don't think I it don't is. Know. I think it's I think it's about the same as normal. And uh, you know, I asked Coach Carl about that uh, a year ago, and I said, um, you know, when you recruit, how do you recruit this way? And he said, well, we we have a game plan, just like we do for every contest. We we find out what guys we anticipate might be leaving after year two or three or who might be being here the full four years. Um, and, and that's how we kind of recruit based on that. I'm sure everybody does it that way, but yeah, sure. occasionally a guy will jump up and surprise people, right? He'll, he'll be the guy that um, they didn't think he was going to leave now and he leaves and there'll be other guys that say, yeah, I'll come back for another year. Um, the Denver pioneers are kind of a different, uh, a different group this year, aren't they? It just feels that way. Like, you know, it just, it just kind of does. And I don't know um, if that's accurate or not. I mean, we're going to sit here and look and, um, and, and, and try, and, and I mean, I don't want to sit here and go name for name because that would be ridiculous, but um, just, it just seems like, Guys are leaving more than they did last year. Well, and the big news I mean, that let's let's quickly review last year. Uh, it was uh, Captain Cole Gutman. It was right. uh, Carter Savoy. Right. It was Bobby Brink. Right. Um, I'm missing a defenseman or two. Ryan uh, Ryan Barrow left. Ryan Barrow. Well, he was a senior, so he right. Kyle Mayhew. Was... Kyle Mayhew left this year. Yeah. Yeah. Um. um so, so we have four so far that we can recall from last year. I'm sure there yeah. were more. Uh, uh, oh, sure. Jared Wright. Right, yeah. So that's five. So this yeah, year was... so far we've lost, uh, well, today, let's start with them, Carter Mazur uh, signed right. an entry-level contract with the Red Wings and will report to Grand Rapids to play. Uh, and I like the way they do this, Paul. They play on an amateur tryout until next yeah. year so they don't burn that year. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, and maybe they expected him to leave. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. No, they expected him to leave. <laughs> Believe me, they expected they expected him to leave. Yeah, no, I, I and some of these seniors, you know, they could. I guess some of them could have played an extra year because of COVID. Yeah, but then then it requires going to school, and some of them are just done. Right? They they don't want to go know, to another that. year of school. No, I totally get that. Not, I mean, it's not I like you, that. you know, but that would just keep coming back. I go, hey, Paul, we got more classes. You'd be going like, okay, sign me up. I'll stay in college. I, I did. I know. I know. I did. <laughs> How many degrees did you get at ASU anyway in those eight years? Degrees? <laughs> I'm just checking. I'm just what? checking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what you were shooting for really yeah now you tell me yeah well years maybe, after i left maybe they gave them out, out maybe they gave them out at the chuck box you would oh, have no, several those 
anyway. Anyway, so Justin Lee moves on. He's playing uh, Wilkesbury, right? Uh, yeah, he's going to Scranton. He's going to Scranton uh, over there. And then, um, uh, of course, Carter Mazur on his way to Detroit to go back home. Basically, he's going to Grand Rapids for the rest of this year, and then we'll uh, we'll go to camp with the Red Wings and hopefully earn a spot on that Red Wings roster for next year. So that's that's pretty cool. And we mentioned the guys that were going. Um, from Denver to the Colorado Eagles. Well, Kyle Mayhew uh, going from Denver to the Colorado Eagles. And the one that really shocked me, and it shouldn't have, Ryan Sandlin signed a free agent contract to uh, play for the Colorado Eagles. And a lot of that had to do with one Wyatt Almond, I'm told. Well, well, were you told that or are you just making that up? No, I was told that. Okay. Um, I, I, I like Ryan Sandlin. I think he's a, he's one of those guys that, he doesn't fly under – he's a – obviously, for for obvious reasons, he's a coach's kid, and I like those. Um, but he makes clutch plays. And he can play in big games. There's you know, never been a game that's too big for him. You know, so, I mean, um, you, you, you definitely have – give off that. He definitely does that, you know, big game stuff. And you got to have guys like him to win championships. For sure. You may not win it. You may not win it, but you got to have him to win it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So that's the interesting part for us is the fact that we cover um, NCAA and AHL. So guys that move up, um, generally I get to see, and I will get to see a lot of these guys because some of them are uh, headed towards the Pacific Division of the American Hockey League. Um, tomorrow night I'll be in San Diego to see the Gulls and the Tucson Roadrunners. So we'll see what Josh Doan does on uh, Visitor's Ice. I know he's already right. been to Colorado and played on Visitor's Ice, but it'll be interesting to see how they play in San Diego. San Diego pretty much done for the year, but the Roadrunners still trying to climb the ladder a little bit higher in the playoff picture. So that'll be fun. Um, and then my schedule down the road will allow me to see the Eagles play uh, Coachella Valley, which I think will be a fun matchup as well. Nice. And we'll go from there. So we'll see how many other guys join uh, Pacific Division AHL teams over the next few days. But okay, on sure the uh, on the Arizona State front, anybody else uh, move around, whether it be a professional contract or a new team in the NCAA? Well, we did see that Ben Cross did uh, announce he's going to head to upstate New York there and play for St. Lawrence next year. Does it snow up there? Because he should probably prepare oh. for that. Yeah, he. I hope so. Well, I told uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Jack Judson he needs to prepare for that snow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's different you know, than Tempe, he Arizona. Out, he put something out on his on, on on his Twitter feed, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, make sure you get a winter coat because you're gonna need it." <laughs> I think they'll take good care of him up there for winter wear. Well, I, I, like I said, I wasn't trying to, uh, I wasn't trying to, to get, you know, to, to disparage him. I was just trying to tell him the truth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that's why you spend your winters up there, right? No. No, okay. Just no. checking. Just checking. Nope. Uh, Winnipeg, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, any of those uh, interest you? Uh, No. Fairbanks, well, Anchorage? What time of the year? <laughs> January, of course. Uh, no, 
Not, okay. Not even. No, world? Not even a little bit. No. Can I put you in World or Rose in January? No. Lake of the Woods? No. Baudet? Nope. International Falls? Nope. You just Duluth. Need, the answer is going to be the same. <laughs> no matter giving, how you look at it, the answer is going to be the same. He's giving you a little Minnesota geography lesson. You try to do that every week. Yeah, it never um, works. It never no. works. Okay, so before we get into the uh, the Penrose finalists, uh, I think it's worth mentioning one more time um, how interesting I feel this uh, Frozen Four is going to be. Um, Big Ten schools, Michigan, Minnesota. Um, Hockey East School, Boston U. Um, Quinnipiac, where the heck are they, Paul? ECAC. ECAC. So yeah. you got a little, you got a little bit of... Um, Variety, variety, but you got different styles, and you got. I think well, the, the Eastern teams have the best goaltenders, and it's hands down. That's true. Well, and okay. you see, this is. And I'm not trying to disparage the goalies on the M teams. I'm not trying to disparage them. They're just not the other two guys. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're and, just not. And let's not forget, this is a one and done. Right? You play Thursday. If you win, yep. you get to play Saturday. But if you lose, it's all over. There's yeah. no uh, second game, second chance, second opportunity. No, and and you know the the one guy we know that's got that quote unquote bigger than normal game experience. I, I or or another level of big game experience is Drew Camesso. Yeah, he played absolutely. in the World Junior Tournament. Yeah, he so, played in the Olympics too, Paul. Yeah, I'm not to knock Yanni Peretz and not to knock uh, Eric Portillo and, and, and Justin Close. Just they're, that's just not the World Juniors nope. or the Olympics. Nope, it certainly is not. It's uh, the best in the world, um, without a doubt. Uh, now, Yanni Peretz, I believe, is the – um, how should I say this? The best mechanically. Uh, I think he's incredibly sound when it comes to and, and Leo Leo Strom, that's that's a shout out to you, man. You had him in a, as a P way. So, so we'll we'll say it all started there with the goaltending. But um anyway, I just think he's the most solid. When you watch him play, he just he's always in the right position. And that's what you need to be in a goaltender in, in this type of game. You gotta you gotta hold your ground as long as you can. You got to outlast the shooters, in my estimation, and that's why I think Quinnipiac, um, if they're an underdog, might surprise somebody. Well, they are the oddball in this group of four, and save your hate mail, Quinnipiac people. I'm not saying that to disparage <laughs> them, but they are. Okay. Their style is completely different than the other three teams, which are much more aggressive and offensive in nature. It's not that Quinnipiac doesn't have players that can score. They do. It's just their game style is just different. That, I mean, that's just the way it is. That's, uh, that's not an insult to say that they, don't, they play much more defensive style so, so let me ask you this. Here it is. If you had to take a team for one game, would yeah. you take the highly explosive offensive team 
or would you take the highly defensive team? One game. Um, I'm taking BU. <laughs> You're taking BU. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which one of those do they fall under? They have the goalie with the highest level of exposure. And they have the skill players that the two M teams have that don't play a lot of defense. Part of that is because they have the puck a lot. But I'm taking BU. Okay, folks, you heard the prediction. Uh, you don't hear him very often, but he's solid on this one. He's taking BU to win the whole thing. Well, no, no, you asked me. I didn't say I was making a prediction. <laughs> you asked I me think a question. You, okay. <laughs> okay. Because I'm going to take the defensive style in in uh, a game, one-game scenario between a highly skilled, highly offensive versus defensive because I think there are ways to tame, and we saw this. CC has done it multiple times this year, but they did it certainly against um, Western Michigan for two games, and they did it against Denver for a game and got themselves one game away from the tournament as like a 40, number 40 seed in the country or whatever they were at the um, in the Parawise at the time. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And that's why I think the Quinnipiac Bobcats um, might be. Um, is it an upset, Paul? I mean, is it an upset with any one of these four teams wins? No, because you get three ones and a two. Right. So, so these I are think not exactly underdogs. Yeah, exactly. But I still think I, I like Quinnipiac uh, just because of their goaltender too. Um, well, which, here's, see, but here's here's a better argument for you. Okay, maybe I love this arguments. makes a difference. Maybe. Well, I'm trying to sh- I'm trying to explain to you how you have a better shot to okay. win your argument. Okay, I'm not saying you're right because I get I'm allergic to that. I break out in hives <laughs> when I say that you're right. Uh, the but, truth hurts sometimes. Oh well, yeah. Well, eventually you'll tell it, but that's neither here nor there. You know, uh, there's no no alternative facts on this show. Um, <laughs> Here's and I don't know how much this makes a difference because uh, you've got guys that have coached in different levels, been at different levels. But how much does Rand Peckingold, having been to two Frozen Fours, neutralize some of those other factors? Brandon, you know, Brandon Norado's never been to Frozen Four as a head coach. Jay Pandolfo's been to one as a player, but not a coach, not a head coach. And, you know, um, and the <clears throat> coach of the year. I'm going to get to that. Don't give it away yet. Don't give it away yet. I didn't give it away. I didn't say anything. I <clears throat> cleared my throat. M I N, no, no, okay, stop, no, just no. But anyway, how how much does that matter? It'll matter some. It'll matter. Um, 
I think uh, I think more though what's what's going to matter is his ability to put a defensive effort out there because it, here's the key: how many times have you heard people say, "Oh boy, they got caught puck watching"? That can happen when you're playing Minnesota or Michigan because the skill level is there. The guys go behind their back, between their legs. Um, they do all that fancy stuff. But the bottom line of it is, if you line them up with their center of their chest, it doesn't matter what they do. You can still take them out. And I think that's what Rand Pecknell does best. He teaches his guys to not puck watch. And I think if they're going to be successful, I don't think. I know if they're going to be successful, they're going to have to keep um, the Michigan Wolverines from getting any opportunities. Well, obviously. Um, and, 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 and I had somebody, uh, I had a discussion with somebody once about a different sport, but, um, what there are other sports. Well, I okay. have to acknowledge that they exist anyway. Did um, I tell you about the Mets? I don't, I don't listen. To I, I've anymore. got the Mets winning the whole thing. I, they're just, <sighs> they're just unbelievable this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Season um, starts tomorrow, by the way, doesn't it? No. Oh, yeah. it does not. Oh, maybe it does. The Mets season doesn't start till Thursday. I think Diamondbacks Dodgers are tomorrow. Anyway, uh, I, 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 I get like derailed. I get I derailed feels, easy. Squirrel. I only know it feels more like Thanksgiving outside than it does <laughs> spring. <laughs> I was going to put the shorts on tomorrow because it could be near 80. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, that coach had a really good record against the rival who usually was a much better team uh, because he had the because it was the only team he had to prepare for so okay. the question is would will Quinnipiac have the advantage on Thursday night because Rand Pechdold has time to prepare for them as opposed to this, if they win and play on Saturday night against one of the other two teams. You now, know, I I think, I, I know what you're saying, but I think Rand Becknell is going to have his team ready to go every night, no matter who the opponent is. Well, because, ready to go, yes. But, okay, but here's the thing. He doesn't let that Minnesota and Michigan are almost carbon copies. Um, they, they both are highly skilled and they score a lot of goals. And when they do defend, they win games. When they don't defend, they get beat. And that's the way it's been for them all year. That's why neither one of those two teams has 30 wins because I think some nights they quote unquote took a night off, didn't apply their offense. Well, I, I, I know one place that's rooting really hard for Quinnipiac. You do. I do. Who's that? Um, anybody that wears, uh, what, what, what do they call the not maroon color there up in Denver? Crimson? Crimson or, and yeah, gold? Whatever. Yeah. Because they, they certainly don't want Michigan to get to 10 before they do. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That was a good call. Okay. So, um, so we got, as you like to say, styles make fights. Um, right. Quinnipiac, oh, I didn't make Michigan. that saying up, by the way. I know, but I you like to say up, it. But... You always like to bring it up on the well, show. I do. So I give you credit for it. 
Yeah. I, I have enough. to look up to see who actually said it first. But, <laughs> but anyway, it maybe it's Howard Cosell. It could have been. <laughs> anyway. And everybody been. everybody I, that's I, listen, younger I, than 50 is listening going like, who? What? Well, listen. For where? Listen. Oh, no, wait, hold on a second. I have Charlie. Every time he sees somebody fall, screaming or, or saying to himself, he goes, down goes Frazier. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> I go, do you even know what that means? He goes, no, but I looked it up. Because <laughs> he heard me say it. He's like, what is he talking about? <laughs> Good stuff. So there is somebody under 50 that does know. Okay, so so you got Quinnipiac and Michigan. You got Minnesota and BU. Now, I think Minnesota and BU is a little bit different than Quinnipiac and Michigan. And here's why. Absolutely. And here's why I feel it. And then you can tell me why you feel it. Uh, I think that there's almost equal skill on both sides. And I think the difference favors the goaltender. Like we already talked about with Drew Camesso. Um, he, he's been there. He's not going to get shaken. Um, Jay Pandolfo has learned the NCAA game again from the coach's side of it. Um, the neat part of it is, Paul, uh, I saw Bob Mosco uh, at ASU, uh, or at Mullet, I should right. say. I saw Jay Pandolfo at Mullet. Right. Um, I didn't see, uh, you know, the other two, but but I know how they. I watched how they coach. How about that? Uh, in person, I, I I a lot of times when I'm watching a game, I'll I'll zoom in on the coaches two or three or four times. And one thing at Mullet, I heard this year a lot, and I don't want to get off on a tangent too far, but Coach Powers, you could hear him, uh, especially on on the. The power play, he'd be saying, change it up, change it up. And you could hear yeah. him way up in the in the press box. Um, so he was coaching like he always does. Um, you know, and he, he you can hear him yelling wheel, and you can hear him tell him, you know, uh two, 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 or three, three, three. And, and I didn't hear that from Jay Pandolfo, and I didn't hear that from Bob Motzko. Um, so they they coach in different styles. Right. But they're similar well, styles, aren't they? I guess I'm not there at practices, so I can't. I can't say. Um, you know, I, I mean, that's when you really see the coaching. Um, you know, if you want to sit there and say that, that, in a, as a comparison, that Motsko and and, and, and Pandolfo were more laid back than Greg Powers. Okay. But I'm like I said, I'm not there in practice. So I, that's when you really see the coaching. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you on that. What I will argue with you on, though, is this time to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about the Penrose finalists. So bone up on those. Uh, All right. So, so was it eight? Eight coaches? What? I don't know. I don't know, so, we can't, so we can't talk about somebody trying to post that Connor Bedard has a mullet. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that too. Just hang tight. We'll be back. Well, in I'm just a... saying you didn't want to get off on tangents. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. I, I, I looked at the picture. I don't. Doesn't look like a mullet to me. But what the hell do I know? He's not going to Arizona. I'm sorry. I didn't say he was. I just, and, and, just talking okay. about the picture. Okay, you started it. You started it. So now we're gonna have to get into this before I take the break. Why? News out today. Um, well, first, news happened 
Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, of minority owner uh, Andrew Barraway, right. um, who was right. charged uh, or at least arrested for domestic right. violence. So right. that's that's a distraction in the Coyotes end. Today, we find out that in Arizona, the city of Phoenix has filed the first lawsuit against the city of Tempe for a breach of contract. Apparently, they have some sort of contract about venues. Uh, at least that's what I gathered from what I've been able to hear so far. I, I told you, I told you there's going to be four, there's going to be four lawsuits that are coming, whether this passes or not. And apparently the city of Phoenix is going like, hey, 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 don't even think about if this vote passes, uh, city council, don't even think about um, trying to ratify it and put it put it in place because we're coming at you with a lawsuit. And they're getting okay. prepared uh, before April 1st for a vote that's not going to happen till May 16th. So I told you this April was 1st? happening. April I told 1st. you this was happening. Really, April 1st? It's happening before April 1st. Oh, okay. Well, listen, it could. You might as well just do it and get it over with. It happened now. They, they, they presented a lawsuit. Okay. So, you know, I mean, there's, there's a lot of work to do in this whole deal. So now that you started this Conor Bedard thing, Thank you for, for getting me off on a tangent and getting all riled up. Well, I'll get you more riled up in a, in a few minutes after the break. Okay. Well, let's do this. Let's take that break, and let's come back, and let's jump into the Penrose nominees and Penrose finalists. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at behindthemask.com. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than some good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs, the classic Italian comfort food, to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack is located at 6340 South Rural Road in Tempe, as well as its ghost kitchen in Queen Creek. For lunch, dinner, or catering, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegras. And they score on the lacrosse move. Stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Oh my goodness Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. So you're a few weeks into the season and that brand new equipment bag is starting to get kind of funky. Those sweaty gloves and pads, 
Yuck. Well, there's only so much you can do about it. But when that new pair of summer skates starts to pick up that scent, that's easy. Our customizable shower shoes go right into the washing machine, then air dry overnight, and they're ready for the next shift at the rink. Customizable for your team or with your favorite player's name and number, summer skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house. Head to IcetimeHockeyWest.com and click on the Summer Skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today. From the nation's best college hockey conference, access exclusive on-demand content and watch more than 140 live games. Ready for you wherever you are, however you want to watch. On your phone, computer, or stream to your TV. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. When you can't be there, be here. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. All right, welcome back in, hockey fans, to College Hockey West Weekly. It's where it all started for myself and my co-host, Scott Strandy, with you tonight up on uh, the 18th floor of the Tropicana Hotel in Laughlin, Nevada. And my co-host, 10 feet below sea level in that big, beautiful palatial estate out on Long Island, New York. Some people have it uh, cozy and comfortable. Some people have to be uh, high above everything to look down on it. Paul, how are you? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna comment on that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, before we before be we went to the break, and I want to. You got to get this out now because I was just going crazy on the break, wondering what you were going to tell me. Um, but we're going to get into the uh, 22, 23 CCM AC ACCA. No. AHCA men's American College Hockey No it's not. No it's not. It's AHCA Men's Ice Hockey Spencer Penrose Award finalists. We'll get through right. them in just a second. Um so get ready. I'm going to we're going to break down each one of these guys a little bit. But but what do you have to tell me? You had something you wanted to tell me. You want to tell the um, audience. Spit it out. Which which thing? Well, I don't know. Whatever you were going to say before the break. You said you had something exciting. I'm sitting here on pins and needles. Now i got to stand up. What were you going to tell me? What there was you... something good going on, you said. Something good? Oh, yeah, something. Something was going on. Well, just one of the other media sites <laughs> wrongly named Bob Motzko Coach of the Year. <laughs> You have 14 NHL draft picks. You're not coach of the year. I don't give a crap. Yeah. You don't have to work too Seriously? hard with those guys. Seriously? <laughs> okay. You, you, you know, I mean, I don't know about the, the coaches association and, and, and who else is on their list. I mean, I, you, I think you emailed it to me, so I don't know who yeah. else is on the list. Yeah, I'm going to read them for you. I'm going to read them, then you can be prepared. Here okay. we go. Pat Frischweiler from Western Michigan. Right. Eric Largan from Alaska, Fairbanks. Okay, I see the list here, yeah. Bob Motzko from Minnesota. Right. Brandon Nichero, Norado. How do you say Nerado, that last yeah, name? Nerado, yeah, Nerado. from Michigan. Jay Pandolfo yeah. from Boston University. Rand Pecknold from Quinnipiac. Joe Sean from Michigan Tech. And yes, it is Sean. He told me the H. He right. said, I don't know where the hell the H came from. <laughs> anyway, Wayne Wilson from RIT. Um you know that I've seen 
these teams, quite a few of these teams in person and watch their coaches in person. Eric Largan, Bob Motzko, Jay Pandolfo, uh, Joe Sean, and Wayne Wilson, uh, and Pat Frischweiler. Frischweiler. Right. Um, so anyway, uh, when you look at that list, no surprise from the fact that your top four remaining team in the uh, Frozen Four, their coaches are all in there. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, I know. I know what you're saying. We'll get into that. Um, Eric Largan, I thought, did an outstanding job. Is he going to win? Probably not because uh, that's just the way it goes. But I thought he did an outstanding job. Now, Pat Fershweiler, and I like Pat. I think he does a great job. But um, really, can you give him the coach of the year when your team – I don't Finish know. Third in the conference. Disintegrated. They disintegrated. Well, I mean, listen, uh, we know they had a couple of guy, key, key guys get hurt. We know that. Doesn't everybody, though? Uh, yeah. I Yes, sure they do. Um, there's no there's no question. I mean, I, I technically they finished second in the conference. Um, right. I mean, we're right there with Omaha and St. Cloud, but. I, I, I don't and by know the way, nobody I, wanted to finish second in the NCH this year. You know why? Because finishing second means you had to take on the CC Tigers. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, but um, at least Brandon Narado, if you want to talk about guys with all those draft picks, took over a crazy situation. Oh, ridiculous and, situation. And, 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 steadied and, the ship. Steadied the ship. Um. You know, Pandolfo also had a dozen NHL draft picks on his team. I'm not saying that, but but he also took pressure. over. He he took over for an icon. Ultimately, you know, um, but I I mean when I when 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 I think of the those the that award, and I know it's going to sound a little crazy, one of the three guys, but I thought. Uh, Adam Nightingale at Michigan State. I'm listening. Now, did they win the conference? <laughs> did they make the NCAA tournament? No, no. but they they they. But um, considering where they were, they were right down there with Wisconsin for the last few years, and they got them just to the edge of the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Who else you got? And say of it. Of course. Say of it. Of course, I. Well, let me finish. Uh, I also thought of th- Joe Sean at Michigan Tech. Yeah, he's, um, he's coach. He's pro- the nominee. He's the finalist. Right. No, I I get it. And, but I mean. In all seriousness, um, if you want to tell me Joe Sean, I, I I can I can I can I can understand that argument. But to have anybody be coach of the year, but but Eric Largan, Largan, I mean, come on, right? One Largan. game short, of the, one game short of the NCAA tournament. You know who should be his runner-up? You didn't even mention him. I said, say it. You didn't say it. Tell me a coach that that coached more and did more for his program than Chris Mayotte's done the last two years. He was one game finish. away from, from going to the tournament. you got to finish higher than seventh in your league. 
I know, but look what you're dealing with. You, you still look at what you had to build. That's coaching. <sighs> don't 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 try to put me in a position to say anything against CC <laughs> and, and and the job that they're doing there. <laughs> they still have a ton more advantage who, to go up in Fairbanks. Who worked harder? I didn't say he was better. He he deserved it more than Eric Larkin. I'm saying that he should have been up there because who worked harder to coach his team this year? And not taking away, but but I'll give not, you four yeah, guys, not, all four but, of them that that are in the Frozen you're, Four. You're, yeah, but you're not you, doing that. You're, you're trying you're, to tell me that Chris Mann didn't work that harder for that? In your, you're not do, no. You're not doing that if you finish seventh in your you're not getting on that list if you finish seventh in your league. You're just not. What happens if you had won one more game and gotten the tournament? It still didn't change the fact. Okay. All right. Just the checking. Game in seventh. If you're listening down in CC, that's Paul Hornstein. Not, yeah, not I'll me. I'll say it. I'm not I, Yeah, I said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's that's listen, that's not how these awards work. All right, I hear you. I hear you. I, I just have to beat the uh, shake the pom poms, as you like to say, the black you and gold. Do that ones. I carry them on the road, by the way. I know you do. Sometimes I just stand up and shake them. Go Tigers! You know, and <laughs> and you know, RIT came within a whisker of qualifying for the tournament as an at-large team, regardless of whether or not they won the conference tournament. They had, it was all in their hands, to be honest with you. They could have controlled their own destiny. If if they'd have done that, that would have given them the award. That would have given Wayne Wilson the award easy. And remember when Wayne was at Mullet and I told him that congratulations on coaching on 800 wins? He reminded me it wasn't 800 wins. It was 800 games games coached. Yeah. (laughs) He said he wasn't going to be around, and neither would I, when he got 800 wins. And and not for nothing, but another guy that deserved far more consideration for coach of the year than he got, Scott Bork at Merrimack. Yeah, yeah. Fact, fact, fact. Okay. Um, Really, I mean, I could have sent Charlie – to coach at Minnesota or Michigan. Maybe not Michigan. <laughs> Charlie didn't know anything about hockey. Other than you hit people and try to put the puck in the net. You know, and he knows down he, goes Frazier. Yeah, I mean, with, 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 with that other maroon and gold team, just stay out of the way. Yeah. Don't screw them up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay, so let's, and, 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 let's go through these. Uh, Real quickly, just a couple of comments about each. I don't think we need to start. Uh, we need, probably need to mention the four uh, that are in the Frozen Four. We know why they're there. But uh, Pat Verschweiler, what your thoughts on what Pat did at Western Michigan? He had a little scandal of his own last year. He had to put put a, a fire out with yeah, his captain. I mean, and we don't want to go into details about that because it's, it's neither here nor there at this point. But uh, it's not like he had a, a bed of roses um, that he – was no, dealing listen, with last I mean, year and into this year. He's he's clearly a really good coach. You know, you know they 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 won twenty three games, getting over your threshold for getting into the tournament. Um, but got locked down in the in the conference tournament. Uh, just you know that's that happens. I mean, none of these guys are are are, are bad coaches. I mean, let's let's, I, let's. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. I mean, we don't want to come across that way. 
Because that's not who we are. <laughs> no, I mean... We're just talking about guys that maybe are a little more deserving than others for what they had to deal with. So that's Pat Frischweiler in a uh, in a nutshell. Um, Joe Sean at Michigan Tech, when they came in, Paul, to uh, Mullet Arena, I told you they came in. They seemed like they were there for three weeks because they, they want to get out of that snow. So yeah, well, first of all, let's pat him on the back for, for getting his team there in a crazy, crazy environment that is Michigan Tech and Houghton, Michigan. Well, um, that's, the, I mean, you know, like I said, when I, when I say that he should have, he should have gotten it uh, over the guy that one place did give it to in the other maroon and gold coach, I mean, I am not for a bunch of different reasons. And this has nothing to do with my like or dislike for those M other M teams. <laughs> I can tell how much you like or dislike them just by the fact that you're not using the name of their school. But, you know, Tech and ASU have a little history. Yep, both coaches will tell you that. You know, I mean, we have videos, so they can't deny it. <laughs> um, and, you know, I have a friend that played for their rival. So. Okay, so so next is But Wayne I did Wilson. finally learn how to say Pietola. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Uh, very good. You've been practicing. Uh, Wayne I, I Wilson was. from RIT. When when Wayne is here, I, we I joked. Um, I got the hundred wins. Yeah. No. Yep. I gave, tried to give him eight hundred wins, but anyway, his I thought his squad was playing really really well, um, and I thought that he was doing a fantastic job coaching RIT. I was shocked, to be honest with you, Paul. And I can say shocked that they did not earn a spot in the tournament, not needing an auto bid, which they didn't get either, but. The way they were playing at Christmas time, I was going like, man, they're a lock. They are a lock. It's uh, not it's not a twelve or a thirteen, but it's 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 maybe fourteen. But they're a lock. They're gonna get in the tournament. No. Uh, they they finished at twenty two in, in the pairwise. And you know, unfortunately, when you play in that league, you can't hit a dry spot. You, you cannot hit a dry spot, especially in the league. And that's what happened. They hit a dry spot where they lost four out of five in February, and it cost them a chance at an at-large bid. It certainly did, and it and, may and, have carried over and cost them uh, an auto bid. Well, they had a chance. to. They, they had a four-game winning streak going into the conference tournament, so... And, and believe me, I was rooting hard for them to be in a position like Fairbanks to to get an at-large bid. Yeah, how great I would know that have been? If how great would that have been if those two schools had actually gotten at-large bids? Yeah, totally would have been, agree would with you. Would have been the biggest story of the tournament, even bigger than the the Frozen Four, to be honest. Okay, so we talked about briefly mentioned the Frozen Four guys. I mean, they're there because their teams are really good and they do a good job coaching, but. Coach of the year, nah, not 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 sure. Um, the one guy I think we're in agreement with that 
definitely should be the coach of the year for the job he's done as Eric Largan at Alaska Fairbanks. Um, where do we start? Uh, he picked up a program that paused and got it back on track. I will never forget last season, and I won't forget this past season, so the season two years ago and this past season. Um, the, the travel and the things that they had to go through with COVID, uh, first of all, it's not easy to get from Fairbanks to anywhere because you have to go to Seattle first. And when you get to Seattle, you got to figure out how you're going to get out of there. And I saw firsthand two years ago how they came in waves, and I don't mean in a good way. Literally. Uh, they sent player uh, literal waves out of uh, Seattle to get them to Denver. This was at the tail end of COVID, I guess you could say. But um, and, and Coach Largan stayed back. He had to stay back until everybody else was gone. And to Denver, uh, by the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you talk about that. Then this year he comes back, and the and we talk about their schedule all the time, about how they play uh, on the road at crazy times. Imagine this. Um, let, let me just throw this out there. Uh, and I'm not picking on you guys. I'm a Minnesota guy, so uh, stop it. But let, let's see if Minnesota would be happy playing at uh, 10 in the morning, 1 in the afternoon, 4 o'clock in the afternoon, 10 at night, <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Listen, they're just – yeah, but you can't use them because they're not happy unless you're just handing them a national championship. They <laughs> they think they should have – they should get it without even playing a game. So I know, of but any happy playing. Any of the quote-unquote blue bloods would be up in arms if you told them that they had to play the schedule that, that Fairbanks played. Um, and they did it because they, they played for love of the game. Yeah, and they have, they have to. to. They have to play when they can play, and they will, and they'll play anybody anywhere. But I think other teams, they'll tell you they want to play anybody anywhere. But I think when it comes to, hey, coach, um, we saw what happened at Michigan last year, right? Um, yeah, COVID, um, yeah, we won't play. Uh, we, we're not going to play that game. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what happens. So Coach Largan puts up with that. Now let's talk about recruiting. He's got to recruit players. To Fairbanks, yeah, it takes a special person to go to Fairbanks. Not everybody—that's wow. not for everybody. So if you can find quality, talented hockey players, and you know what? Look at his roster—they're from all over the world, not yep. just the country. And yep. he puts them together. So now you've got language barriers, you got uh, cultural barriers. You got to bring them all together yep. and bring a 22-win team out of that group. That was a phenomenal coaching job a phenomenal coaching job yeah listen I, I i agree he did you know we saw it at the end of last year and it was a matter of with the guys they lost were they going to be able to uh pick it up and do it again and he did yeah. and, and improved on it by the way and he did um you know and you know they're they're always going to struggle to get the top end guys there, and even when they find guys to play well up there, you have to worry about the portal. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they if they show something and um, decide they want to go somewhere else, and you know you don't have a conference, so 
this year, I think, had to be painful for them. I can't wait to have Coach Largan on and see just how painful it was. Not that I want to sure. stir that up, but I want to find out how painful it was knowing that you were that close. You were that close, uh, and now now you don't get to go. Oh, I am sure that they were. I mean, I'm sure that they were devastated. So we know the fan base was because well, <laughs> they they let everybody know. Yeah, Ed, right. I not that I expected anything different. Not even, you know, I certainly didn't expect anything different. Um, you would expect them to be cranky. You know, you would expect that. And if they weren't, I'd be like, what are you guys doing? But that was obviously not an issue. Absolutely. Well, the award will be handed out Wednesday, April 26th at the 2023 AHCA convention in Naples, Florida. Um, Coach Powers let it slip um, that he's going to be going into the ACHA Hall of Fame as uh, as a coach, former player, and uh, ACHA national champion. So uh, the other thing I wanted to mention is the uh, – Two of these guys have already won the Penrose Award, that being uh, Rand Pecknold and uh, Wayne Wilson. So two guys have a chance to repeat. Everybody else would be a first-time winner. If it goes to anybody other than Eric Largan, um, it's a crime. That's all I can say. It's a crime. <sighs> you know what? You, you didn't get them in the tournament, so uh, how about you give their coach coach of the year? How about that? Well, they, that's not why they should give it to him. They I know. Give it to him because he deserves it. I know. I'm, and I'm just bitter. I mean, um, you know, these are fellow coaches voting for this. So it'll be interesting to see how different it is than a quote-unquote media award. And, and let me clear this up, too. I, I better get this right. Um, they will announce the winner on April 5th, right. but they will present it in person on Wednesday, April 26th. Okay. All right. Just wanted to get it right. I get it. Hey, you got anybody else with heralds that we should know about? Um, I'm sure that, I mean, we can look. <laughs> is and that how we're going to judge the uh, the NHL draft is uh, by hairstyles? Doesn't Where they're going? They have an old hair team every year. <laughs> yeah, I think they do. And the high school tournament does. Yeah, an old hair team. So, right, so, so when it gets new. time to uh, to to break down the NHL draft this year, we'll talk about. Look at his hair. I do think he's hair. going to. Yes, <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> uh, it's craziness, absolute craziness, is what I say. But anyway, um, anything else you got to mention before we wrap up in five minutes? Well, we are starting to to see, um, you know. Players filed into to Robert Morris and and Augustana and uh, I, I I guess Stonehill's got to be recruiting somebody. So, but um, <laughs> what, what team is that again, Paul? Tell us what team that team mystery. is. Uh, team mystery, like it, mystery Alaska. Maybe they should go to Fairbanks and Anchorage and stay for a couple weeks. Maybe they will. I don't know. I haven't seen their. I haven't seen Fairbanks and Anchorage's. 2023-24 schedules. Nobody has. Yeah, well, somebody yet. has. It's just not us. 
Okay. Go well, on. They have to make it, right? I mean, they, they can't yeah. wait till August to do no, it. It's made. It's made. It's just not public yet. Oh, yeah. So, but anyway, anything else you got to talk about? Anybody that I missed in the portal or signing NHL contracts or AHL contracts or ECHL contracts? Well, Any uh, news out there? I'll news, tell you one uh, thing. Chase Lapinta keeps doing his thing um, well, in the good. NHL. That's good. Yeah, but uh, Coach Bowers didn't even talk. talk about him. No, I know. Well, we only talked about one guy, but that's fine. What guy did he talk about? He talked about uh, Justin Lee. Who? Powers? No, we did. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess I have to even see if they have. I'm talking about Chase Lapinta, the the kid that's going to ASU. Yeah, I know. From Texas, is playing in Minot. Yeah. And tearing up the NHL. Yeah, I know. Um. Trying to think who the guy is that Powers talked about. Oh, if I remember off the top of my head. Was From Kyle Fargo. Smolin? Yeah, Smolin. Yeah. He also brought up in uh, somebody else's conversation with him um, that there's a former Coyote whose nephew is coming. Last name is, is Gordon. Um. Okay, Cole Gordon. Yeah, I mean, we've seen that on social media. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, um, but I was surprised he didn't talk about Chase Lapinta, which makes me wonder, is Chase coming? Is he actually coming this year? Well, then you're going to sit there and say that he didn't recruit anybody because he only talked about one guy. I know. That, well, we know he recruited more, but I, I was just, when, when Chase uh, Lapinta is winning uh, Nall of the Week, Offensive players, one after another, after another, scoring big goals in Minot. Is he coming to ASU next year? Or is he going to be uh, going from the Nall to the USHL, then to Arizona State? Oh, I don't know. That's I what no I want to know. Well, we'll find out soon enough. Okay. We'll find you got anything out. else? You got two minutes left. You got something to say, don't you? Let's see. What well, we got about? We talked about Ben Cross. Um, there's. Uh... Robert Morris is getting a goalie who I guess is from Pittsburgh and was the last guy to beat Robert Morris in a game before they shut down for a couple of years. Wow, that's interesting. Um, his name's Chad Beltry. Um, Sean Farrell out of Harvard signed with the Canadians. Um, your buddy there, Brad Schlossman, uh, out a thing over the weekend, I guess. This is the first time I'm seeing this. Uh, no overtime games in the first round of the NCAA tournament since it started with the 16-team format in 2003. And no one-goal games in the first round since 1992 was the only time that was the last time that happened. Yeah, it's because some teams didn't carry chips on their shoulders into it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I get it. Uh, Connor Mayer coming back to CC. Nice. The portal came out. Yep, decided to that's stay. good. He's a good one to keep there. You know, um, so there's that. And um, I guess I can save this um, first round matchup thing that I did over the weekend with the way they should have the NCAA tournament. Save that for Sunday night. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm going to save it for Sunday night. So. Yeah, yeah, because that, that deserves just time. I just knew we weren't going to have time tonight when we had the Penrose guys and 
everybody else. So let's save that for Sunday night. We'll start with it. How about that? Well, whatever. I mean, we don't have to start with it. Who no, knows we're going to start with happen. it. We're going to start with whatever. We don't know what else is going to happen, but okay, it's fine. We'll it's find there. out. We'll find out. It's there. Okay, that's it. Take it away. For the Summer Skate Studios, Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Weekly is brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Now at our two locations, the original at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas and the new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Or the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV to catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to TopGolf.com. The Spaghetti Shack. Quality food quickly with locations in Tempe, Pine Top, and Queen Creek at the spaghetti shack.com. By M Drive, go to M Drive for men to see which.com to see which M Drive formula is for you. By College Hockey Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. And by Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos Worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Weekly presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey West.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at whatever your preferred podcast platform is. Search, rate, and review. Help people find the show at ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. ITHSW Podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask College Hockey West Weekly and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Well done. Just a programming announcement. We will not have a Great West College Hockey podcast tomorrow since I will be at an AHL game and Stephen Marsh has something going on. I don't know what it is. So we will have a night off on on the Wednesday night show. Paul and I will be back Sunday night with uh, College Hockey West Live. Monday night, Analytics and Eyeballs. Tuesday night, College Hockey West Weekly. And that will be the start. Sunday will be the start of Frozen Four Week. So you want to be tuned in and find out. Um, Paul's got a list. Oh, you got a list of teams that you think should have been first-round matchups. Oh, yeah, we'll do that on <laughs> Sunday, yeah. yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Anyway. Just what it would have been if they followed my ideas. Yeah, like they should. Like they should. All right. All right, we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.